raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with your hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Here we focus on helping men and those with men in their lives solve some of life's complex challenges through understanding the practices of mindfulness and how they can help. Each episode is in an environment free of judgment and criticism with a focus on authenticity and inner peace. Let's dig in. Here's food for thought. When boys and men are unhappy with their bodies, their quality of life is affected just as much as girls and women who experience body image issues. The idea that boys and men are not concerned by their appearance isn't only untrue, but being so is becoming more common. According to the Australian Psychological Society, research has shown that the number of men experiencing body image dissatisfaction has tripled from 15% to 45% in the last 25 years. Body dissatisfaction or negative body image can often result in overwhelming feelings of disappointment, shame, and guilt. It can also lead to unhealthy behaviors such as fad dieting, disordered eating, exercise addiction, depression, steroid abuse, and even suicide. This is from the website for Eating Eating Disorders Victoria. Hello. And welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness, the show and the podcast. We are so very thankful for you joining us for today's show. And before we get any further, for those who are joining us live, I want to give a shout out to my fellow veterans for Veterans Day. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you and for your families, for your service and sacrifices. I hope that you have a wonderful Veterans Day and weekend. Now, here on the show, Men Talking Mindfulness, each week, my co-host over there, Will Schneider in New York City, and I, John McCaskill, over here in Colorado Springs, we work to break down and demystify an aspect of mindfulness and make it meaningful to you. Today, we're going to get into a sensitive topic. We're going to be talking about body image and the way we view ourselves and how that is often distorted and how that distorted view of ourselves can lead to pain, depression, and anxiety, and it can hold us back from being so much more, from doing so much more. Though we will talk broadly about body image, we're also going to get into specifically talking about men and how men deal with this, um, as, as this is typically seen as something that affects females more than males, and that is in fact true, but it is still a problem for boys and men, and, and we want to make sure that just because it's more prominent in in females, that doesn't make it not a problem for men and boys. And we want to make sure that it is, in fact, addressed. Oh, why? That was a mouthful. Uh, before we get any, any further in this, I know Will has some announcements. Will, brother, good to see you and over to you. Thanks, John. Great to be here. Uh, and thank you for your service. It is Veterans uh, Day coming up. Is veterans it. Day is today? Is there, or, today. I'm sorry, yes. include today. today. And yesterday. Yeah, Yesterday was the Marines' uh, 247th birthday. That's right. That's right. right. The Marines. Happy birthday yeah. to the Marines out there. Yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah, yeah. Doctor T is a Marine. My nephew. Lots of Marines out there. Uh, yeah. So hey, thank thank you all for serving our country, and thank you for being on the show today. And just a few announcements. Get on our YouTube. You know, follow <laughs> us on YouTube. 
and subscribe, uh, you know, and uh, make sure you hit the the bell to notify when we have new content coming out. Um, and you can also, there's an easy link now on YouTube, just at Men Talking Mindfulness. Easy way to find us, at Men Talking Mindfulness. Two other things, John, This both are really exciting. Save the date. Our next in-person mindfulness adventure retreat will take place on May 18th to the 21st in 2023. Um, it's going to be here on the East Coast in up, upstate New York. Um, and we're in the, I mean, I literally just signed the paperwork today. The check is in the mail. Um, so this is happening. I actually went to visit the location, uh, this past weekend and man, it's really the perfect place to let go of your responsibilities, detach from all the stress inducing technology and immerse yourself in peace and serenity as we practice together. So again, save the date. That's May 18th to the 21st, uh, in 2023 space is going to be limited and we'll have all that information, uh, up, um, and a place to book within the next few weeks, probably that first week in December. Um, and also, um, hey, I'm offering uh, a free meditation and breath um, meditation and breath work class, uh, just 30 minutes on Inside Timer every Wednesday at 6.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, just 30 minutes, no experience necessary, um, and uh, you can drop in. It's all on, on Inside Timer. It's on my Instagram at Will Not Fear uh, as a way to kind of get there, or if you already have an Inside Timer account, you can just find me and then access that. So it's a great way just to kind of hit reset uh, in the middle of your week, um, drop into a meditation, maybe learn a little bit more about meditation, definitely learn a little bit more about breath. Um, but what we'll do, John, to start the show is we'll do our five breaths just to kind of chill out, relax the show. I'm a little nervous about today and excited. Me too. Me we're going to share man. some of our own shit today, you know, our, our own stuff, our own body image stuff as a uh, as a means to, I don't know, create more awareness and, and help people become more aware of theirs, uh, for sure. Right. So, all right, well, let's take those breaths, everybody. So um, we're just going to do five breaths. If you want to close the eyes, close the eyes, ground those feet might be helpful, or maybe put both hands on the steering wheel and just really begin to find that contact if you're driving and listening. Let's exhale out the breath through the mouth like you're blowing out a candle. A big giant breath in and exhale out five, four, few more big inhale for five, out easy five, just a few more in, really try to fill a big belly breath with the Bottom where your belly is, middle of the chest, top of the chest. Exhale, let it go softly. Good. And again, in. Exhale. Last one, everybody. Inhale. Exhale out. Just, just take a moment and just notice if that's changed anything, whether you're super amped up or anxious in some way. And uh, just notice, just notice. And then, yeah, make some movements and open your eyes, come back, maybe a little smile on your face, which is a good way to kind of up your dopamine levels and make you feel a little better about yourself. But uh, all right, John, uh, body image, uh, how do you see yourself? Let's dive in. Uh, where would you like to start? 
Well, I think you're always the the definition guy, but this time uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the definition. I'm gonna jump on. Love it. Um, Absolutely. So let's, let's start with that. Um, and uh, you know, I think the the definition sets the foundation that that we can build everything else off of. So, from the National Eating Disorder Association's website, body image is defined as how you see yourself when you look in the mirror or when you picture yourself in your mind. So it's not just what you see in the mirror, it's also what you picture in your mind. It encompasses what you believe about your own appearance, including your memories, assumptions, and generalizations. It also encompasses how you feel about your body, including not only your weight, because I know that's one that people automatically jump to, right? But it also includes your shape and your height. It also comes from how you sense and control your body as you move, how you physically experience or feel in your body. And then many of us internalize messages starting at a young age, which we're going to get into here. And and I I may actually tear up on this show because when we talk about how early this starts as a parent, it absolutely breaks my heart how early this starts. Uh, But having that healthy body image, how important it is for mental well-being and and then preventing eating disorders. So that's that's the again the definition and some uh, encompassing parts from the National Eating Disorders Association website. So that's the foundation of of our discussion today. And mm-hmm. again, as I covered in the beginning, we're going to cover this broadly, but we're also going to delve into specifically for men or masculine types what this what this is, mm-hmm. how it affects us, and how we can overcome it. So let's talk about um, when it starts, Will, since I just mentioned that, and Mm -hmm. then our own personal struggles with this. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, in doing our research, uh, it says that negative body image can begin at a surprisingly early age. According to 2020 research, 40 to 50 percent, 40 to 50 percent of first and second graders already don't like some aspect of their body. And again, like I said before, that hurts my heart as a Mm -hmm. parent, because I have a kindergartner, a five-year-old, five and a half. She she would definitely correct me in saying that because she's not five, she's five and a half. (laughs) (laughs) We went to a a pumpkin patch the other day and we, you know, you get, you pay by the age, right? And uh, I paid for a five-year-old. I said in front of her, I was like, oh yeah, she's five. And she was like, no daddy, I'm five and a half. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So anyhow, um, it, it starts very early. It starts very early. And because these negative self images, potentially negative, can start so early, it is a critical time to be very aware of what you do as an adult, as a parent, um, and see how easily these young ones are influenced by their friends, their family, and, and media, but it's also that perfect time to really start uh, providing that positive feedback, right? Yeah. Um, telling them how how wonderful they are, not just in how they look, but in their their hearts, their their spirits, and everything else, and allow them to build that self confidence that is built on more than just image. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So let's that that all said, uh, let's let's talk about let's let's get real raw, real fast. Uh, I don't know. You want to you want to go fast uh, or first? 
what's what uh yeah what's the question what are we what yeah, yeah like how, i'll gladly how, go first how are we mm -hmm. what have some of our personal struggles with this been or what are they currently uh yeah i um it uh this brings up a lot for me like uh I, I, so i have a a story when i was 25 26 um you know i was always like a really growing up like i was just a skinny kid like and, and people make fun of me for or i just remember you know people call me a beanstalk and i was just all bones and what ass and elbows or something like that <laughs> and uh um and I, I just was like yeah i just i always literally would just picture myself i mean i'm like the the reality was something different and my mind would just see this really skinny 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 kid and um you know i really started hitting the you know the weights and you know i mean i was lifting weights and doing you know like all through college because i played basketball and, and i always thought i was really 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 skinny in college and you know I'm, maybe i wasn't but it wasn't until i was like 25 or 26 that you know i really started getting to the gym more often and i was like where i kind of you know, that's where my sport went or just like you know that was just kind of what i did i just go to the gym after work like you know four or five times a week and i was even benching like 225 pounds like 10 times for like a couple sets like I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of weight i mean for especially 10 reps i mean so but still i would just be i thought i was always really skinny and really scrawny and then i remember uh i don't know if one of my one of my friends girlfriends was visiting or something like that and she said something like like wow you got you're really jacked and i was like what i thought she was like making fun of me you know what i mean it's like yeah, oh yeah, yeah i'm just skinny yeah thanks for making fun of me it's like you know fuck off you know like because i was getting it kind of my whole life and she's like no like you know you you really got some serious muscles i'm like really and then i had a few other people kind of share that with me and then i just like literally in that moment like i, I just saw myself differently it was just like the yeah. reality just shifted like so quickly. And then, I mean, then it then became like, a, not negative. Then it was like, then like a year later, I'd be still at the gym. And I remember asking my roommate at the time, um, I was like, you know what? When I'm at the gym, Mike, I was like, I don't want you to call me uh, Bill. That's what that was my name back then, Bill. Yeah. Like, I want you to call me FJ. He's like, FJ? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know where this stands is going. for fucking jacked, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we all get a big laugh out of it. It was a big joke amongst our, you know, our friends. But like, you know, that's how it went the opposite direction. Not like I was like, you know, um, but I just, I, it was just a really fascinating to like kind of flip that script. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it flipped the script, yeah. like mm -hmm. hearing from someone else that yeah. you were fucking jacked, um, yeah. that, that changed your image in your mind of, of what you look like. But what what did it do to like further propagate the the need to look like that, right? Now you are sure. now you are looking that way. Yeah. And and someone comes up to you like they they feed that that fire, they feed that ego. Like, hey, you know what? I heard that I am looking good. Mm. So now I need to maintain this. Yeah. Um, which which is great to hear that about yourself and change that body image. But what what does that do? So that's that's another topic, and and I'll well, get into my I'll get into my my personal struggles here shortly. Yeah, but yeah. that's another side of things is how we say something to someone if they are dieting, if they are working out. Because mm, we say point. if we say, "Oh wow, you look great. You look like you've lost a lot of weight." Yeah, well, right. What does that say, right? Yeah, so you're fat right. ass before. So you're fat <laughs> ass before, right? So that, I mean, what is 
that's <laughs> terrible, right? So, yeah, and, and, yeah. and for someone who is working out, if we tell them, hey, you, you look so much more jacked, you look so much better, yeah, stronger. Um, like, yeah, like yeah. what does that do? And, I, and I'm yeah. not looking for you to answer that. I'm just saying well, no, I for, will. for a topic uh, for, for consideration for our audience to think about. Yeah. And yeah, 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 if you have an answer for that. Well, no, like, I, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I got to say, like, as soon as like, you're like, hey, let's do a top, let's do an episode on body image. I'm like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, so that moment, like, and, and, and I so I started seeing myself differently in a mirror. And I've like... I got to say, I'm, I'm lucky with, you know, my metabolism, my genetics, but I've kind of built a life around health and staying healthy and, and like maintaining a certain, you know, physique, to be honest, in some ways, like, a, you know, an external physique. Um, but I know like, but when I, but in order to make, do that, like I, I need to put the work in. So like it actually has a natural health and I feel good, better about myself when I'm, you know, I've, I've never really had, um, you know, a belly or never really got fat. Like I think the most I ever weighed was like 212 pounds or something like that. And when I got out of my senior year in college and drank the last month, you know, before <laughs> I left or something like that, I really put on some weight. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a good thing for me, you know, to just kind of be able to go to the mirror and be like, Oh, okay. Looking good. Looking good. Um, but it does like, you know, I've definitely have a probably, a, you know, I, I wouldn't say maybe a healthy obsession around it in some ways, but it's like, you know, making sure, you know, my, my core looks still, you know, chisels a little bit, even though, you know, I'll be 50 next month, which blows my mind. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think it, it's been a, a gift and a curse because I, I definitely check myself in the, check myself out in the mirror way too much. Yeah. Yeah, big, huge <laughs> yeah. mirror in my apartment, but yeah, go ahead. And that's, I'm glad you said it's, it's kind of been that blessing and a curse because I want, I want to acknowledge that, that working out, uh, you know, getting stronger, um, eating better, so that you can feel better in your skin is not mm. necessarily a bad thing, right? I, I don't want to say, hey, going to the gym or eating clean is a bad thing. Obviously, that's not what we believe. But we've covered staying healthy on the show. We've covered eating healthy on the show and the, the benefits that come from that. And the benefits yeah. that come from that, that's what, I, that's what I want to focus on. The benefits that we mention are not looking good in the mirror, right? Mm, the right. benefits are not being able to jack a whole lot of steel in the gym. It's um, the fact that you feel better, the fact that you feel um, better in your skin, the fact that you literally are uh, living a happier, healthier lifestyle. The, the flip side of that, where it becomes dangerous is when it becomes an obsession, yeah. right? An obsession. So mm -hmm. that's what, then that's what we want to talk about is yeah. that obsession and, and how to prevent it from becoming an obsession, first of all. Um, and then if it has become an obsession, we want to talk about how to get out of that, that obsession, mm -hmm. that, that addiction essentially is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I'm sorry, I cut you off. So coming back no, to anything else? No, not at all. I mean, I have, uh, I think at an early age, I had a uh, um, obsession with my hair. I still do have a little bit too much of an obsession about my hair, you know? And, uh, I remember combing my hair as a kid and like, I try to keep it long and my parents, no, you got to cut your hair, your hair too long. But then I hit like, um, I remember getting my first like handful of hair in the shower when I was like 26 or 27. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> like, I'm not losing my hair. Um, and then like later on, because I really didn't want to lose my hair. I mean, here's like admission. Like I actually went on Propecia when I was like 30, I don't know, 33, 34, something like that. 
for a few years and it worked and really, really worked. Cause I have, you know, just a little note about the genetics of, of, you know, male pattern baldness. It follows your, your mother's genes, her family's genes. So my, you know, my mom's dad was bald and I have two brothers, like one bald, one brother, my youngest brother is, uh, he's complete bald or just shaved his head now. And my older brother is like, he's, he's fighting the good fight, but you know, losing madly and wearing hats and I could see he's conscious I, about I, it. I, yeah. Go ahead. Being bald. Right. So we, we've talked about the, the way that you, you see yourself. Right. And, and it's, yeah. again, we started the show off with talking about size, shape, weight, mm-hmm. height, but it also, you, you're talking about another one and, and why is being bald seen as, as a negative thing, right? It's, yeah. it's again, society that has said that being bald is a negative thing. It's not, I know, I know plenty of bald guys that are some of the best guys I know. Uh, 60% you know, they're, they're, of the population, John. Yeah. They're, like they're, when you reach a 60, but it's, oh, it's a majority. Yeah. So it should be like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like everything is yeah, cool. Just, like, hey, I'm bald too. It's part of life, Exactly. So, but that, that was your perception yeah. in that you wanted to keep your hair because it was part of your identity and you felt yeah. that losing your hair and being bald, or at least this is how you felt. I'm not saying this is how you feel. And, and and don't let me put words in your mouth here, but it sounds as though that that was your perception is that being bald was not where you wanted to go because mm-hmm. being bald was seen as old or weak or some other other yeah, unattractive or something like yeah, that. Kind of rogue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't like that's like it's just not a place that I wanted to go. And if I and I had an option to fix it, fix it, and I did. I mean, it it, it was like it really really worked. Um, you know, and I think it's I don't, I don't know. But if it hadn't, you would have been. You would have been fine. I I, I, w- I would have been fine. You know, I, yeah. th- I I mean, I think I would have been. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what it's like to go down that path, you know, because yeah. I haven't had, you know, um, that problem. I, I'm still losing some hair now. And I'm just like, when is this like all going to go away? But I, I don't know. It's been Eventually. holding strong for a long time. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, slowly over time. But um, yeah, I, I, those are just a couple of, of the things with me uh, yeah. that, that really – my teeth, I had my teeth knocked out. I just like my one front tooth knocked out. So I really look at, you know, watch the, you know, I, my smile I'm conscious of. So, you know, which is stupid, you know, like, I mean, some people don't even notice that there's a, that, that there's like a, you know, a slight um, defect or if you know, that's even, that's mm-hmm. even a judgment, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. So that's like, yeah, so, I mean, I definitely, I have, I got some shit, John, around this. Yeah, for sure. So you're, yeah. you, are challenged by this still, right? Yeah. And well, yeah, I, I don't I say that yeah. as, well, look at me. I'm not challenged, but you are. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm uh, even here. We're on we're on the screen yeah. right now. I'm like, you know, I mean, literally I'll be like, oh, what's how's my hair doing? You know, oh, it's wow. like it's it, I know, I know. It's like yeah. it's it's a weird kind of obsession sometimes. And it's just like I don't I honestly don't know how to let go of it in some ways. So maybe well, that's we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk yeah. about it. Let's yeah. let's do oh, that. Boy. Well I mean it's so me. again, you know, as the <laughs> as the show starts off, you know, every episode is one free of judgment and, and we're here to discuss that. And there's no judgment from me for the way that you feel and and hopefully the the other other side of that coin is true. And I know that it is there's not gonna be any judgment from you for for what I'm gonna delve into here because because I, I too am, am challenged by this. I, I would say that I still am challenged by some level of um, body image uh, dysmorphia um, or, or, or some, some level of dissatisfaction with my body. And coming back to when it starts, it did start young. Uh, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
watching some show i think it was actually called hero it started with that song like i need a hero there was there's yes i finally sang on the show there it is and now now you now you understand why i don't sing more often on the shows because i've got a terrible singing voice uh but oh man so that's negative image too is my is my voice negative there you go. so anyhow obviously yeah. I'm, I, I'm struggled but i i watched the show and there was this guy that was a hero on the show and he was he was very fit very good looking and I was, I was like, I don't know, 10 years old watching this show. And I remember after the show, going back into my room and working out at 10 mm. years old and knocking out sit-ups and push-ups in, until I just couldn't move anymore because I wanted mm. to be jacked like him at 10. I wanted to be mm. what Hollywood portrayed as, as mm. manly. Um, and then, you know, fast forward um, into my high school years, I'm a track and cross-country runner where it pays to be skinny, right? It pays to be light. So I wanted to be light. So I watched what I ate and, and then we would be running on the track and the football team would be there and they'd be like, Whoa, look at all these bird chested kids. They, you're not, you're not even bird men. Get, yeah. Like bird chest. Right. <laughs> um, so, so then I, I was struggling with this because I was like, okay, well, I want to be skinny for track and cross country, but I also want to be attractive for the, for the ladies. And I don't want to be called bird chest. Um, so you know, I, I would work out in the gym like you did, uh, you know, trying to get stronger, which didn't help my running. So it was it was mm -hmm. a weird um, kind of struggle there. Um, and then I fast forward even further into into my time in the in the SEAL teams. And I, I remember being called the skinny fat guy because I was skinny, but I carried fat around. And uh, and I was like, I'm not going to be that skinny fat guy. And I'm definitely not going to be a bird chest anymore. So I'd go and hit the gym to again to the point of obsession. And yeah, when I what did, age was this, John? Sorry, so, I know it's like so, 2022. You know, like uh, no, yeah, probably mid twenties. And then okay. again, again, uh, it happened when I was like 35, 36, 37. Okay, uh, you know, those are times that I was in the best shape of my life, mm. or at least that's how I perceive myself. But here's here's where things get scary, right? Is that when I was stronger? And I, and I actually looked that way, I was looked at differently and not, not only by, by women. Mm. I mean, that was nice to be looked at differently by, by women, but also by, by fellow men. Like they treated me differently. They treated me with more, uh, reverence when you had like a bigger, when, like yeah, kind when, of when my shoulders were bigger, when my chest was bigger, when my waist yeah. was smaller, you know, mm. when I was, when I was quote unquote ripped. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fast forward to here I am now 45. Can you, can you give us examples, sorry, John, of uh, before yeah. you go to the 45 of, of, of like what the, how they would treat you, the words yeah. they would say, or, you know what similar, I mean? Like the depending what you said, right? you know what I mean? Yeah. Similar to what you said is that, um, you know, people would come up to me like, whoa, man, your shoulders are huge or wow, man, your, your chest is looking great. You're chiseled or that kind of, that kind of shit, which, you know, feeds yeah. your ego, right? You're like, oh yeah. And now you're, you're going to puff your chest out and you're going to feel better. And you probably, because you're going to, you feel better, or at least you're, you're getting this false feed into your ego. Then you walk around differently and people they, they just act differently around you. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a danger that we are propagating this in society, not just in Hollywood, not just on social media, which we're going to talk about here. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there is a propagation in the words that we use coming back to the, you know, saying, hey, oh, you look great. You look, Have you lost weight? That kind of thing. The, mm -hmm. the words that we use, the way that we act around people, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's empowering 
um, and it can feel good, but it's also dangerous. It's a double-edged sword. It's a, there's a lot of judgment in those statements. Yeah. Think about it. It's like, For oh, sure. hey, you look so good. Whereas like, uh, you know, so I mean, I maybe you saw the guy. Yeah, ex- right, right. Or right. like, look how big your shoulders are. It's like, oh, well, you noticed that my shoulders weren't as big last time. So it's immediately right. like, so you start comparing with it. They're comparing you or like saying the statement. And I, I'd imagine like you're comparing yourself to, you know, who you were a year ago or something like that. Right. You're earlier or something, but yeah. Right. So at 45, exactly. sorry. So I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. But yeah. No, all good, man. There's going to be a lot of back and forth here. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate it. So, I mean, okay. So here I'm 45 today and, I, and I'm, I'm doing this show uh, as I'm currently dieting. <laughs> I am literally dieting right now. So I, I've got some eggs over here to eat for later today. Uh, I'm doing the, the bulletproof coffee in the morning. I'm trying to do a keto um, diet. Uh, and I'm primarily doing that so that I can feel better, right, physically, mm-hmm. and um, and and like have the energy to play around with my kids because I have found that when I am, you know, a little bit lighter, I have more energy to get up and play with the kids and carry myself through the day, blah blah blah. But it's not an obsession, right? Um, and I'm doing it for what I believe to be the right reasons. But I will, I will say, yeah, sure. I, I would like to look better in the mirror. Not that I look bad, but there is in my mind, sometimes I, I see something in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to adjust that. I want to adjust this. But it, that is how I perceive myself. If I were to look at myself at or through somebody else's eyes, I, I wouldn't see that. Mm-hmm. We are our worst critics, not in just the things that we do, but also in the way that we see ourselves. We are our worst critics. Yeah. So, um, we, we need to be very careful in what we're telling ourselves. We talked about negative self-talk before and then, and then the positive self-talk and how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. We need to be very careful when we look in the mirror, highlight the positive attributes, because a lot yeah. of the time, those negative attributes that we see aren't real. They're not real. We're, we're seeing a distorted image. And that's what body dysmorphia is. And we're going to come through the the different types of this negative body self-image, that body dysmorphia, muscle dysmorphia, anorexia, bigorexia, which is bigorexia or megorexia, they call it too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about that. But so we need to truly know how we really look, not just how we perceive ourselves. And then Mm -hmm. um, as I'm dieting right now, I have to be very careful in how I phrase that. Mm for my kids, right? They see that I'm not eating the candy. They see that I'm not eating the ice cream that they, cause I, you know, going to going on an ice cream date with daddy has been a thing. And, and now I'm not doing that. Now I can still take them to ice cream, but then when they see that I'm not eating, then they're going to ask questions. I'm like, well, I don't want to be fat. Well, no, of course not. That's not how right. I phrase it. I, I want to be healthier. But then what am I, if I say that even, what am I telling my kids? Well, the ice cream that you're eating is not healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's a slippery so, slope. It's a very slippery slope. So, right. Even like, even John, just even saying that you're on a diet, yeah, you know, might even, I mean, it sounds like to me like there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or like you feel like there's something wrong with yourself, is what I mean. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, exactly. that's even just a, and, that, and just think about how that word has just been, you know, has been totally fuck society in some ways yeah you know what i mean the whole diet i'm on a diet or diet pills or you know it's like or, um versus i mean what would be something i mean so in this you know so what would be something that you could have it more of a a, a positive and affirming uh lifestyle change you know what i mean or like yeah. a way that you could speak to yourself instead of on a diet which means like oh i i have all these things wrong with me so i need to change it in in the form of a framing in a diet versus yeah. like 
No, I want so, to be healthier or something. Right. You know what I mean? So what so. I'm trying to tell my kids is that is that the ice cream causes, and I I, I nerd out with them, and and I try to talk to them as uh, I don't I don't try to dumb language down too much for them because yeah. they're actually a lot smarter. Kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. So I tell them, I'm like, hey, well, the ice cream causes my energy to go really high, and then I get really low, and that's I might be able to play. I education. might be able to play for ten minutes, but then I, but then I need to rest. But if I don't eat the ice cream, I can play for a few hours. And I've, I, like, I actually have experienced that. I've, I've experienced super high energy for just a very short period of time with the kids, and then they're like, "Well, you only play with us for ten minutes." Well, because I'm eating crap. So now yeah. they now they start to see that I'm doing it for the right reasons, and it's not just to look good in the mirror. Um, that kind of thing. So. And it's also helping them understand sugar, yeah. you know, in yeah. some ways it's like, cause then, then maybe they'll take a pause and be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have that ice cream and a lollipop because this happens to daddy. So it might happen to me. Right. So, I mean, that's like, that's a, actually, that's, that's a great way. And of it does, and it does it. happen with the kids. It, they're that mm-hmm. much more sensitive to those, uh, those spikes. Um, mm. and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and when they come out of that spike, it is hell on wheels, man, when those kids come out of that. So it's a, wow. it's a lesson that they need to learn early. Um, and I, and I will admit that I, I do give my kids treats for, for things. And then that's, uh, I know that's been poo pooed on as far as a, as a parenting, um, tool, but sometimes when you're desperate, <laughs> you pull out the, the big guns. Yeah, so exactly. Sometimes sugar is easy. Yeah, yeah, it's an easy one. I mean, that's why Molly Carmel in in our whole thing about breaking oh, yeah. up with sugar, yeah. she talked about how her mom had kind of just, whenever she wanted her to do something, she's like, "Oh, here, have some candy, have a treat, da da da," and and that again talking about slippery slopes. That's a slippery slope because it may help in the moment, right? You get your kid to do what you want your kid to do, but two hours later they're coming off of a sugar high one the mm. sugar high is also hell to deal with mm. like they just run around, around the house, house like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then them crashing off of that is also yeah. hell so and plus anyway. you're creating a reward system too yes you know if you're yeah. doing that it's like so therefore yeah. it's just like you know pavlov it's like oh well yeah or maggie can i have a candy if i'm really good or if right. i make my bed which, you know which has been proven like, you know that mm-hmm. extrinsic motivation only works for so long and only in certain environments in other mm. ways and at other times it's actually detrimental but that's a whole nother show we're now we're now yeah, we're going yeah, down a yeah. rabbit hole no that's um, okay so, yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. let's uh, let's talk about what drives this this self-image um the net the negative side of things mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. i know that if if i got on uh i've i've cut myself off of instagram uh, for my own personal reasons, but I also remember when I was on Instagram, uh, a lot of the the stuff that's on there is is people who are, uh, you know, working out to obsession. They have like three percent body fat. They're very lean, or they're very muscular, or the the for the females, they're you know they're in their bathing suits and they're they're perfect, quote unquote perfect. Um, and I, so I think. Instagram in particular out of the social medias is, is, is a dangerous one, especially if you look at it and you accept that as reality. A lot of the time, mm. the, the yeah. stuff that we see on social media is crap. It's doctored, they're Photoshopped. Um, yeah. And so I, I think social media is a big one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as I talked about before, that the, the TV shows that used to drive me to work out to obsession as a 10-year-old, uh, so movies, Hollywood is, is one that's showing what manly should be or, mm-hmm. or what the perfect woman should look like. Um, I'll, I'll tell you pornography. Pornography is one that, that will drive people to think that uh, their body should be a certain way. Well, so for, for men, John, like um, one of the things that as I'm doing the research is is genitalia. Yeah, <laughs> it's like is am my balls big enough or my penis big enough? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, does it look good or whatever? Right. You know, I was like, oh shit, like okay, that's a real thing too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, let's let's not exclude. I mean, we're talking about body image. Let's not exclude yeah. those parts, right? That there's there is that, and that's a that's a huge. Um, part of what can drive our negative self image is stuff that we see on, on social media, stuff that we see in Hollywood, stuff that we see on magazines. You go to the checkout line in the grocery store and like five of the 10 magazines are ways to lose weight, ways to lose weight in in five days, ways to lose weight in diet, diet, Mm -hmm. ways to pack on 10 extra pounds of muscle, the other side of things, right? It's, I mean, it's, how about the how about the pills, pervasive. John? That, how about the pills to male enhancement? Like, make oh, your yeah. penis bigger if you take these drills. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's, it's like, and I feel like well, all the things that you just mentioned, John. You know, and then what the, you know, what marketing does and commercials and and they just prey on that oh, whole totally. idea. I'm not 100%. enough. You know, they just they just pull. They try to like it's a money maker. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a huge moneymaker. Oh, it's still a huge moneymaker. It's going to continually be a big moneymaker in, 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 you know, as we move forward in the world. And hopefully it'll begin to shift because what's happening now and what's been happening for a long time is like it's this extrinsic validation, mm. you know, validation yeah. from the outside. And therefore, if I do these things, act like this and, and then begin to, you know, maybe get some feedback, be like, oh, hey, your shoulders have gotten bigger or like your chest has gotten bigger. It's like then you get that reward, but then it, but then you're 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 trapped. Yeah, you're trapped in yep. like how do I? Right. Please tell me, world, how I look versus like coming from the inside and being comfortable with yourself. One, uh, um, you know, and just being like, well, this is how I, this is who I am. One thing uh, I've heard, uh, I, there's like the kind of a, maybe I love you self talk. It's like mm. looking at looking in the mirror, and this is this is a really as as a. I've heard this is an anecdotal, not like, you know, um, but just really accepting yourself, saying, I love yourself. Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Dr. Rob Kelly talks about this. this, oh, yeah. this is saying, I love you in the mirror and really, and I love you and really, you know, maybe it's, I love my eyes or I love my face or like maybe those parts that you don't necessarily, that you, that have been criticized and you have been critical of yourself. And, and then just literally flipping the script, coming from the inside out and accepting yourself for who you are. And when you do that, John, other people are going to accept you for who you right. are. I think there's a there's a certain energetic projection of insecurity that, I mean, people just can, can maybe they're not even consciously picking up on it or, but they're like, they're attaching to it in some ways. And then, you know, you're just, they're just reflecting back to you in some ways, the insecurities that you already have on the inside right. in a lot of ways right. versus like, you know, taking time and really going in, going in and, and what, you know, we'll talk about some other things that might work for you, but like really literally changing the mind, you know, and the mind is plastic, which we talk about, you know, so much on the show that, that we can really begin to change our relationship to ourselves. you know, maybe just some 
through through some positive affirmation, positive self-talk, and, right. and then also maybe surrounding yourself with people that are supporting you and your goals and, and aren't so, you know, uh, aesthetically judgmental of you and, and, and you know, and, yeah. and what you should I like, like. I like that. Aesthetically yeah. judgmental. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, real quick, I want to come back to a couple yeah, of things yeah. that, that my mind uh, jumped to while you were talking. One, um, for, for boys and young men, another one that really highlights to them that they should be a certain way is um, sports, right? And, and we've talked about oh, agility, sports, yeah, ability, yeah, 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 agility yeah. and your ability. And we talked yeah, about, yeah. right, when I was young, I was a cross country runner, I needed to be a certain way when, mm -hmm. when you were a basketball player, you need to be a certain way. But in watching uh, NFL and basketball, uh, NBA, and you see these role models for these boys, and they are all in incredible, incredibly good shape, right? And, and incredibly gifted the, athletes too, the, in a lot of ways. Right. And we're 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 right. uh, you know and aspiring ourselves to them. To, to, yeah, exactly. But but mm -hmm. then but but there's a reason they look that way, right? That's their job. That's their mission in life is to work out so that they can be super athletes on the football field, on the basketball court, wherever. That that's they are sinking i don't know how many hours a day into training whereas the the rest of us who are living uh you know as as uh students in school or as um grown adults working out in the career fields as parents we don't have that kind of time we, we, we shouldn't be as obsessed about looking that way as the, these sports stars are and they're and they're also revered as heroes right they are they're a super basketball player and we revere them as heroes. And I've, I've done that. I still do that. I, I think very highly of, of really good athletes, mm -hmm. but is it right? Right. Um, and then, you know, this is not really tied to that same thing, but the, I, I guess it is in a way for the, for the women walking through the mall. I remember walking through the mall and, you know, I was a dirty little boy and I passed by Victoria's Secret and I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, look at those, look at those beautiful women. But, but Victoria's Secret models back in, you know, the, the late nineties, they were, uh, or early nineties, they were super skinny. Right. Mm. And now what I love to see is that walking through the mall, the, the models are way more realistic. And they're mm. beautiful. They're beautiful women. They've got beautiful bodies. They're way more realistic. I don't know if you've mm. noticed that. If you've been to a mall recently, that's that was one, uh, one thing that I will applaud some companies for doing is that they're getting more realistic in their portrayal of what beauty is. And it's not all super skinny, right. super muscular. If you know, if you're looking at some men, it's it's real. And there's it's not the one percent. Like whether it's, it's an athlete, it's not, whether right. it's not the athlete, you know, that it just like has incredible gifts and ability and usually has a body that kind of, you know, fulfills that role in a lot of ways. Right. It need to have that strong body that, rah, you know, in order to, yeah. you know, whatever sport it is. Where And then the other side um, with women is like that 1% of the, you know, six foot one, you know, absolutely chiseled jaw lines, beautiful, like, you know, perfect proportions and stuff or like perfect in the sense of like what... Uh, you know, the, the, the marketing and the media and, you know, the, uh, the fashion and beauty industry wants us to aspire to because, you know, they, you know, they, again, they just pull those strings on our insecurities all the time. Right. And it's just like, so they hold up, you know, all, all these uh, beautiful women. So it's like, oh, I need to be like that. And therefore, you know, in order to do that, I need to be doing these things. And, 
Yeah. And it just, yeah. it just really turns into the, a very toxic you know, the, relationship to yourself the and the world. The, mm -hmm. the other side of that is, so like as a man passing by Victoria's Secret and all we see is skinny, 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 um, mm -hmm. then, then what, what does yeah. that tell us is that if we are not in a relationship with somebody who is perfect, then or hot, that, or, or hot, yeah. then we are failures. <laughs> Um, and right, I say that, true. and I'm, and, and Will, and we both say that in quotes, Air right? Quotes. Yeah. Um, so you know that there's there's double edge there in their advertising, and so again, uh, you know, and, and then that's just one example. Uh, and and again, see, this is another it, rabbit hole that. I no, 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 it's okay. As I walk, you know, I, there's this the vans, you know, the shoes, the van shoes. Yeah, yeah. Like they just have like you know a, a very uh, non typical '90s kind of woman, you know, dress. I mean, she's she's overweight. You know, I mean, I mean, she looks funny. She's, she's overweight. You know, she, I, I like her clothes. She's wearing her shoes, but it's just like, you know, it's uh it's definitely, it's a different, definitely a different way of marketing. Diff, definitely yeah. a different way of messaging. Is and, she overweight uh, though? Is she is she overweight. overweight. Oh yeah. She's bigger. She, she's okay. definitely bigger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. like physically overweight in that it, it could be detrimental to her health. Yeah. I could, I mean, um, it, I would, I would, I would, I would, you know, I mean, not, not judging just medically. It's not a healthy body. Yeah, but it, it is a in our society we're approaching fifty percent obesity now. One right. out of every two people is, is obese. Like that's just stats. Uh, yeah. So it's just like I mean, so I guess we need to market or whoever's selling whatever needs to market in that way. I would. I'm not a big fan of like us growing in obesity because what's going to you know what that just it's just not healthy for society. It's not. It doesn't create healthy people. It doesn't create the healthy mindset. And um, you know, you're, you know, again, you don't have the energy in in, in being yeah. able to do what it is you want to do mm -hmm. um, there. Uh, so let's let's come back, kind of roll back a little bit to what's what's causing this in in boys. So we talked about sports, we talked about social media, magazines, pornography, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that kind of thing. But um, I remember also coming back to my youth. I, you know, I was I was South African. I am South African. I was born in South Africa and, and came to the States when I was seven years old. And, and I, I experienced a lot of bullying for my accent. Right. But right. I, then I also um, experienced, cause I had a, I, I still have a big nose, quote unquote, big nose. And, uh, and <laughs> I never kids, thought that John, by the way, <laughs> never fucking thought that. Yeah. Anyway, well, and and I, you know, you I've become comfortable with it in, in, in my more mature years. <laughs> And I remember being picked on, um, like these, some kids called me Sam and, and it took me a while to get what they were talking, talking about. And they were talking about toucan Sam from the fruit loops. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And like, Oh, because you, you have a big nose, you're toucan Sam. Um, and so I was bullied about my nose. So I had this negative self image. Uh, I was bullied essentially before by the, by the football team calling me the bird chested kid, or we as the cross country team were a bunch of bird chested kids, bird chested boys. So there's, there's a lot of bullying that leads to these self negative self images too. And it's not just among uh, young men. We were talking about the, the movie mean girls before. Oh, and yeah. as, as funny as that, that movie yeah. is, that's there, there's a lot of truth in that, right? Uh, yes. for, for young women, they are bullied, even, even though they may not, perceive it as bullying somebody might tell them that they're too fat or that they look um a, a certain way mm -hmm. in a certain outfit um so there there's that bullying on the on the playground there's the bullying in uh you know later years in sports there's bullying in the workplace 
even today as grown adults, there's mm. bullying. Oh, so we got to, yeah. yeah, we've got to really address the bullying. I think we should do an episode on bullying. No, we will. We definitely yeah. will. Yeah, we so, need to. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's that that can also cause that negative self image. Uh, and I wanted to make sure we address that. And, uh, and we'll mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that. Well, I think it's interesting, John, that you, you bring up your nose. And I've never thought of anything, you know, whatever. But it's like, look, it stayed with you. Like from that, from those early days, like, yeah. you know, you, you probably still think you have a bit of a big nose from, from, from like, you know, something that was drilled. I mean, do you like still sometimes? Well, you just uh, I mean, over it or so what? I, you know what I mean? Uh, just complete thought. transparency. So yeah. I, uh, I got in a, I did get in a lot of fights growing up uh, because I was, <laughs> I was picked on and, 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 you know, I was picked on, but I also um, started to develop and, and I was able to defend myself. Um, but in, let's see, my sophomore year, I got into a couple of fights and had my nose broken twice. Oh, shit. Um, and so it, it wasn't only big, but it was also crooked, right? Oh, and yeah. so later in the Navy, I was having trouble sleeping. And they were like, oh, it's because you have a deviated septum. We need to get in there and fix that. And they're like, <laughs> so this is this is makes it that much worse. Uh, the doctors were like, and you have this giant. <laughs> remember, this no. doctor had zero bedside manner. He's like, and you have this giant hump on your nose. Do you want us to go ahead and fix that for you? And I, I did. I had them while it, while they were in there fixing my deviated septum, which I don't know if you've ever seen that surgery. It's crazy. They just basically snip the bottom right here, and then they lift your entire nose up onto your forehead. It's oh, it's pretty God. gnarly. Uh, but while they, and they expose the bone, I guess, so they take yeah, away the flesh. The, yeah, the, which the is which is re which is rectile. Remember, it's rectile. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's rectal uh, tissue. Yeah, from our episode with James Nestor on breath. Um, so they, they went in there and they actually shaved it down. So that's where wow. my insecurity about my nose carried forward into my adult years. Wow. Um, okay. so, and, and I've, I've had it fixed. It's straightened now and it's less of a hump. Um, and a lot of that hump came, uh, on my nose came from it being broken, but it yeah. was, it was larger before, but yeah, there I was, I mean, insecure about my, my nose size, yeah. um, because of the bullying because of the right right so, right thanks yeah. for sharing yeah, yeah man and it's reinforced you know it was reinforced you know they kept calling that kept calling it and then you keep questioning yeah right. this is yeah as a, as a child yes but also you know as an adult or or, or somebody can you know at, in our adult years just bring up something that we can just be obsessing over in our mind and therefore we go into the mirror and we're like picking ourselves apart and right. you know and again it's like and, and it's just it's just a, a really you know a poor psychological loop obsession that really, sure. that, that well, continually, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that, that psychological side, that the stigma, right? And, and, and specifically mm -hmm. for men, uh, I want to highlight mm -hmm. something that we uh, did in our research. According to the Newport Institute, men are less likely than women to talk about this kind of thing, to get help for these issues. Yeah. If they do in fact have an eating disorder, uh, anorexia, bigorexia, megarexia, um, whatever it may be, uh, they're, they're less likely to talk about it and admit to their friends that they're struggling with it. And while the body positivity movement among women has grown substantially over the last decade, male body positivity isn't focused on nearly as much. Therefore, the stigma around male body image issues often prevents young men, I would just say men, period, but it says mm. young men in this quote from the Newport Institute, from speaking honestly about their experiences and seeking treatment for related mental health challenges. Why is that? 
Why is that? I think a lot of it comes from the same things we've talked about on past episodes, even more specifically the masculinity kind of sub-series that we have, that masculinity, uh, confined masculinity, um, at, you know, when we were talking to uh, Ed Frauenheim in his book uh, with Ed Adams, where they talk about reinventing masculinity, and then they define confined masculinity as really sticking to three uh, main areas of focus, the provider, the protector, and the conqueror. Well, yeah. the provider looks a certain way, mm -hmm. the protector looks a certain way, and the conqueror looks a certain way. And they all have a lot of commonalities as, as far as how they look. Um, and, and they I, also, they all, they all behave the same way too, in the sense do. like there's no problem. Right. I don't ask for help. I, don't I have no help. emotions. I don't you want to be mean? And just imagine like if you come out and, and you would come out as a man and, uh, um, and speak about your you know, body dysmorphia or something like that, what would you immediately be thought of as, as a woman, as, wouldn't you? In some yeah, ways, as right? As, I mean, hell, as weak or as a woman. Yeah, here's you know the thing. I mean? Will, yeah. to take that even one step further, mm -hmm. when we talked about doing this episode and I thought about admitting that I've got some of these challenges still to this day <laughs> and too. the fact that we're talking about it live right here, even yeah, in the yeah. back of my mind, as we're talking about it, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, people who watch that, people who watch this are going to perceive me as weak which yeah. that's why okay. it's there. It's that bravado, that false bravado. Where, hey, right, look, right. look, all right. I'm going to pop my chest out right now. And I'm, I'm my shoulders are going to look bigger. I, you know, I'm, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, but that's what we tell ourselves is that we mm -hmm. as men have to yep. fit a certain mold, even mm -hmm. right here in doing this yep. show on this mm -hmm. topic with all mm -hmm. the work that we've done in these mm -hmm. areas, mm -hmm. it's still there. Yeah. And all, but I said, they got to say the work that we've done and just talking about it, John, there's also a level of freedom that comes too. Oh, there's a certain level. I'm like, Oh my God, like, let's, you know, uh, I, you know, I, and I have images of like some of the guys and, and it, you know, our retreats are for men and women, but they'll be like saying something, you know, about me to, or like that, that we might've said in the show. And it's just like, ugh, you know, but it's like, but there's something like, fuck it, man, like just let yeah. it go, let it out there. You know, I mean, authenticity and vulnerability are the way John is, 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 is how, is how I think that we're showing teaching, but also experiencing how to be more of a, of a true person and also to be really like the authentic man, you know, right. the, like the one that really, it's like, I mean, talk about really about just the whole, just, just fuck it. Like just the whole, that attitude right there. And it's just like in the healthier and way of living. It is. It, it is, it is it's, it's, it's honestly a much healthier. It's very freeing. Very, very, you know, very, very, very freeing. So, um, yeah, but keep going, John. Thank you. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of these, uh, associated disorders, right? Okay. So it can be associated with eating disorders, um, mm -hmm. and, and, or the, the dysmorphias that we talked about, uh, which, mm -hmm. which we all know, um, that, that those, both the dysmorphias and the eating disorders, which are quite often linked, they're they're very real. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want to minimize those in any shape, form, or fashion, but they can they are also terribly unhealthy um, physically, mm -hmm. um, as far as what's going on biologically in your body. I mean, if you're not eating or if you're eating too much, trying to get big is the other side of that dysmorphia. Um, that's terribly unhealthy on your digestive system biologically. It's also terribly unhealthy mentally, uh, emotionally. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and this, this often 
is led uh, a lot of these disorders are an anxiety disorders, uh, yeah. anxiety of wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked, wanting to be revered. Um, yeah. And so a lot of that comes from the fear of not fitting in, the yeah. fear of not being liked, the fear of not being revered. And that's mm -hmm. the anxiety. So it's an, they truly are anxiety disorders. And we're going to talk about, or some of them are, well, uh, we're going to talk about how to treat that later. But It also yeah, leads to depression, John. It leads yeah. to isolation. You know what I mean? It could, you know, just keep you locked in. It could keep you antisocial. You know, all these different, you know, just horrible, oh, yeah, you know, oh, horrible affects of, terrible. Of, of, of like the mental game. Uh, of again, yeah. that, that extrinsic, like, oh, oh, I, I don't, I'm not like a super athlete or I don't have like, you know, the perfect body that I see in men's health all the time. It's the feeling you know, of like, less than. Yeah, exactly. I'm not enough. Than. I'm not enough. Right. It just comes back right. to that basic. I'm not enough. I'm not enough, but I will be enough if I go on this diet or if I do this or develop this, this, this bicep or this, you know, yeah. this, this whatever kind of, uh, or, or have this chin or maybe, you know, they've also, you know, John, we've in this research talked about how much plastic surgery is done now on men and it, and it's really escalated it, what i thought was interesting in the last 25 years right that that uh, body dysmorphia amongst men has really rapidly escalated yeah. um and just think yeah. about how is that how does that i know it's a correlation but how does that parallel with the amount of media that's been continually shoved oh, in our face right because I'm of sure. the, you know right oh yeah because of yeah. you know hey the, the internet like 25 years ago yeah. what would that what would that you know so that's when the internet started like in 94 93 in that kind of area right. and it was very you know it was just a way of sharing information but then you know, <laughs> I, mean, I just, remember back yeah. then that's when you were connected to the phone and it took like 25 minutes to download like one oh, image, yeah. one dial up one line at a time right uh, but up. since then you know you get an image instantly on your phone. You get like thousands of images thrown at you through Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and, it, you know, the, and now this, all these different social medias have a way of like feeding you more and more the, the algorithms. Hey, if you look at one picture of, of, of a guy working out in the, in the gym, now Instagram is going to be like, oh, since you like this, oh, let's show right. you one billion pictures of men that, who are in good shape. That fucking um, algorithm. Yeah, the, the algorithms are terrible. <laughs> they, they, they just feed it. They feed it. I mean, um, yes. Yeah, so. I'm locked in cat videos right now, John. Surfing videos <laughs> That's are a good awesome. One. Yeah, cat, cat videos, videos surfing videos are really good. I'm doing like hustle porn kind of like, you know what I mean? Like people working oh, yeah, out yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yep. I get it. I get it. Um, so I'm, I'm in a good kind of groove right now. And I'm, I, I got to remember not to deviate. That's you right. Know, keep positive messaging. Yeah. Uh, positive like messaging. Hey, hey, that's a tip. That's a tip, right? So if, if you yeah. do have the, the algorithm accidentally locked in because you clicked one time on a guy or a gal that looked, looked like they were in really good shape or what you perceive as good shape and now Instagram or whatever social media is that you're using is now feeding you tons and tons of that, you can click on it and say, see less like this, see less like this and, yeah. uh, and actually change the algorithm. Um, exactly. But I want to come back to those you know, what you were talking about, what it causes, what it can lead to. And I want to uh, read uh, a very disturbing or several very disturbing stats here. Hmm. Um, psychological counseling or therapeutic interventions have been shown to successfully help people overcome BDD, and that's body dysmorphia disorder, body dysmorphia disorder. However, 
many people with body dysmorphic disorders do not receive counseling and instead undergo procedures, you talked about this just a second ago, to alter their appearance. One study found that more than 75% of people with BDD seek surgical and dermatological treatment. I just talked about me. I got my nose fixed. When I had the opportunity to do it, I did it. And right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those percentage and more than 65% of those people received the treatment they initially saw. Um, now coming further, the risk of suicidal thoughts or behaviors associated with some form of body dysmorphia, whether that's, uh, you know, seeing yourself as too, too fat, too skinny, not muscular enough, too short, too tall, whatever the case may be. Um, it, it, the, the risk of suicidal thoughts is higher among those. One study found that nearly 80% of men with BDD had contemplated suicide and nearly 25% had attempted it. 25% of those who are diagnosed with some form of body dysmorphia, uh, body dysmorphic disorder attempt mm. suicide. Now that's alarming. So we need to change this. We need yeah. to change this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And. What are some of those things, John? Like what? I mean, we, we can go into changing in a second. I would like to, before we can, like, uh, should we can go into prevent? One thing I would actually like while we're kind of on this BDD, the body yeah. dys dysmorphia disorder, um, is, is the, I don't know if it's bigorexia or biogorexia, megorexia, is it the, yeah. the same word? I have it somewhere in the, I can't wear, so it's, see yeah, where it's, I got it, the, yeah, the, the wiki. How it's, I forget how it's actually pronounced, but this was a word that oh. both of you and I learned yesterday. Yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah. so you got, Body dysmorphic disorder is right. typically typically when people want to be skinnier, smaller, lose the fat. They, they see themselves as large. They see themselves mm -hmm. as fat in the mirror. The other side of that is the muscle dysmorphic disorder. That's yeah, where they see themselves as me, too skinny, right? And that's yeah, well, the bigorexia or the megorexia. Yeah, let me actually, let me read this one, John. This yeah. is from Wikipedia, right? So it's, it's, it's under the umbrella, of, or it's not the umbrella, it's muscle dysmorphia, right? Uh, so muscle dysmorphia is a, a subtype of the, the, of the obsessive mental disorder, body dysmorphic disorder, uh, but it's also but it is often also grouped with eating disorders in muscle dysmorphia, which is sometimes called, you know, by bigorexia, megorexia or reverse anorexia. Yeah. The delusion or exaggerated belief is that one's own body is too small, too skinny, insufficiently muscular or insufficiently lean. Although in most cases, the individual's body is normal or even exceptionally large and muscular already. Muscle yeah. dysmorphia uh, affects mostly men, particularly those involved in sports where body size or weight or com uh, are competitive factors, becoming, um, uh, becoming uh, rations, uh, rational, rationalizing the gains of muscle to become leaner. The quest uh, to seemingly fix one's body consumes an ordinate uh, time. Uh, attention and resources as on exercise routines, dietary regimens, and uh, um, nutritional supplementations, while the use of anabolic steroids is also common. Other body dysmorphic uh, preoccupations that are not uh, muscle, dysmorphic, uh, muscle dysmorphic are usually present as well. So that's like, I mean, that's just a real, that's like the, the guys that are 
at the gym, always kind of checking out their muscles and doing this and then always right. comparing themselves to, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, you know, uh, with Lou Ferrigno, Lou the Ferrigno. Hulk, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. As just like, which are, again, they're that one, they're that one percent. Those are like, I mean, not the best word to use right now, but freaks. Those are the people that have just been gifted That's, with this and, and maybe start well, working I mean, at it. Yeah, that ahead. was yeah. literally what they did for a living, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I think he used to work um, when he came to this country. He he worked for eight hours a day in construction. Then he worked in the gym for eight hours a day. And then he did acting for acting lessons for not enough hours a day because his acting was terrible initially. Uh, but yeah. but he like he obsessed about this. He I would I would argue that a lot of those people who are highly highly successful in in the uh, in the bodybuilding uh, arena have these challenges too. And I don't want to speak bigger, negatively yeah. about yeah. them, but they, yeah. they, they, and we, cause here we are, me and Will are admitting on this show that we have challenges with it. But I would, I would argue that a lot of these stats that we're reading and reporting, they're probably underreported. Oh, I, I would say for men, I'm, I feel like everything of a lot, so much of men's stuff is underreported yeah, because, because nobody's going to admit there's it. a problem. Yeah, yeah like, no, I'm perfectly happy in my skin. <laughs> yeah, perfectly. Uh, then, happy. <laughs> yeah, in the in the back of their minds, they're like, I could definitely lose lose some fat. I could yeah. gain some muscle. Or, or they're on antidepressants or drinking or you know yeah. whatever, consuming some sort of substance to make themselves feel better or something. You know? Yeah, crazy. Let's uh, uh, before we get into the you know what what can prevent this and then ultimately yeah. what can heal it because I I know we're uh, people who are tuning into this show there oh well normally this show is an hour long but today we're going to run a little bit longer because will yeah, and i great really feel passionately about this but i, I want to yeah. touch on um what this prevents us from doing right if if we look in the mirror and we see something that others don't like we see ourselves negatively when others see us in a completely different light we look in pictures and everyone's like oh my gosh you guys look so great and all we see is Oh man, look at my belly. I don't, I, I, or whatever, whatever the case may be, we see something and we look at it in a not just a negative light, but a completely distorted light. What does that prevent us from doing? Does it prevent us from being bold enough to like start a new rela- a relationship, whether that's a relationship with a friend or with a, a romantic relationship? Hey, because mm, you, yeah. you're like, oh well. There's no way he or she is going to like me because I am not good enough, because I am not big enough, because I'm not right. small enough. I'm, I'm um, enough. There's not enough yeah, of something. I'm, I'm not Whatever enough. it is. I'm not, I'm not you enough. Put the, right. You put all the bullshit after that. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and what does it do? Yeah. It just, yeah. it works against you. It's just it like, oh, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to do this. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go up for that promotion because yeah. I'm not I'm, enough. I'm not so enough. It, it's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just psychologically. You're thinking, well, I'm mm-hmm. not good enough uh, professionally, but you're like, well, I, I'm not enough. So my, my self-esteem is actually affected. So it really prevents us from living the best lives because we're falsely feeding ourselves this false image, or rather we are, we are feeding ourselves this false image of ourselves. And uh, it it keeps us, it's confined coming back to confined masculinity. It's confining us Mm -hmm. to being much less than we are fully capable of being. Um, And -hmm. again, I say that as, as I admit that I have these own my, my own challenges with this, but as I 
journal and I write, mm -hmm. you know, the, the positive stuff about myself as I look in yeah. the mirror and I know that some of the negative things that I say about myself are in fact distortions. I know that mm. like cognitively, mm. I know that and I can reframe it and say it differently or counter it. That's, that's really helping. And, and we'll get into that here shortly, but it, well, it's it also, does. you're it doing the work, John. Yeah. You're doing yeah. the work you're doing, you're doing work. You're actively proactively, you know, um, change, literally change, you know, knowing that we have this plastic mind, this plastic brain, we can change the way that we look at ourselves in the mirror. We can change the way we talk to ourselves. We can change the way we feel about ourselves yeah. you know, from the inside out. I mean, I, I think one thing, and I'm looking at some of the comments here, we didn't really talk about it. Maybe we touched on it or just mentioned it, but just meditation can help with all this stuff. Yeah. Meditation yeah. Is, is, is the opportunity to get to know your mind. Meditation is- bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very much so. You know, meditation is an opportunity to help relax that anxiety about your what body dysmorphia or the way you're feeling about yourself. And then and uh, and the more you sit, the more and the more you relax and the more you get to know your mind, you, you create the opportunity for uh, to change or at least you open up the opportunity to 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 just look at other possibilities to see yourself in a different light and, and, and to seek. Uh, you know, positive ways of being with yourself and being in the world and also have positive relationships with yourself and, and, and incorporate and begin to bring positive relationships into your life instead of, instead of, or, you know, and also maybe your relationship to your social media. You know, we just talked mm. about, you can yeah. flip the script and you're freaking real. It's not the B or whatever, you know, your, your, the algorithm, you can change that shit to yeah. make it work for you. Right. You know, um, and so it's just like we have you have, we have the ability, but it like you meant it takes work. It takes it could it could be journaling, it, it could be meditation. I think both of those two have have served us and a lot of other people tremendously. Yeah. But you have to make the time. It's not going to change just by. And I, I'm glad you're, whoever's listening. I'm glad you're listening to this show. I think it's wonderful. But take the next step. You know, whatever it looks like for you, take the next step and, and and realize that you're valuable, realize that you are enough and begin to change from the inside out by taking on these on on just even a meditation practice or just finding your breath and just calming the fuck down, and getting <laughs> away from your mind, getting away yeah. from the trappings and the negative, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, thinking and, 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 and activity of the mind and then taking those actions, the emotions that come along with it. You can change. That's okay, right. there's my PSA, John. Boom. But, um, <laughs> wow, man. Like, I love it. Like, how do we go from there, man? But no, let's, yeah, let's no, do it. Let's no, yeah, we yeah. talked about, you know, that, that's a bit that uh, you talked about how to change and, and, and we'll get mm -hmm. a little bit further into healing and treating um, once you have identified that you are having these challenges that you may, in fact, uh, be fighting this. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but let's let's kind of back up further down the stream. And what I mean by that is like, how do you prevent it from ever becoming a problem um, mm. in yourself and in others? Um, so I think a lot of it starts early on with like I, I talked about my kids. I want to tell them how how beautiful they are on the inside. I want to promote that positive that positive self-talk um my wife she sits down with our our five-year-old quite often and she's like what what are you telling yourself because my my five-year-old I, I i love her to death she can be very sensitive and mm -hmm. you know if we if we 
um, discipline her, she will say, oh, you guys don't love me anymore. Yeah. That is a negative narrative. That's a negative story you're telling yourself. So we, we will literally sit down with her and be like, hey, what negative things are you telling yourself? And she will, she will admit it. And we're like, that's not true. So I think starting early on and being proactive as parents, as teachers, mm. as adults, mm. um, for our youth, we can help them to change and literally flip that script and not be so focused on their, their outward looks, right? Um, it's very easy to tell your little ones how beautiful they are mm. physically, right? Um, man, there's a giant buck that's running right by my, my window here. Sorry, I got distracted. John, I John know, fuck I off, John. I'm in the goddamn city. There's cars. <laughs> there's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, thanks, John. Thanks. Thanks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's, it's, it's very easy to tell your kids how their physical attributes are. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, yeah. you, you're, look at your, your nose. hair is so look beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and look at your little cute button nose. That yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. Um, and, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that alone. But if that's all you do is focus on the physical attributes as a parent, as a teacher, as maybe a church leader or whatever, then then you start get, start get, like feeding that, uh, that that's what your identity and worth is based upon is your physical attributes and it's not so you have to build other other positive physical attributes or identify those to mm. to our youth so i think that's a big piece of it and there's actually a great uh, a great resource that's out there it's called confident body confident child oh. and we'll make sure that's that's uh, in the the show notes confident body confident child great check that out and that's for parents uh, that want to encourage that positive uh, body image and healthy eating patterns in young children. The other piece coming back to uh, teaching um, and and as adults, um, work to end bullying. We talked about how you know how impactful bullying is on your mm. your, your negative self image. Oh, mm. you, yeah, you you've got a big nose. Oh, you're a fatty. Oh, you're a bird chest. Oh, whatever. Mm, yeah. We've got to yeah. put a stop to that. And not just in our youth, but in the workplace as adults. Yeah. We got to. Yeah. Hey, we're grown ass adults. I mean, we gotta stop bullying as adults. Just thinking at the gym, like thinking about pumping iron again. It's like, I mean, that whole the, the fucking false bravado at the gym, like with yeah. all the guys like, you know, with the muscle shirts on and walking around and it's just like, you know, just Pull, hey, putting pulling a nose up shirts. well I, i'm not you know but like <laughs> no, when you're kidding. like when you're carrying yourself in a way yeah. that it's just like look how fucking big i am man yeah like yeah. you know and, and holding an your nose up to other people and shit oh it's completely insecure yeah. like it's, yeah. it's complete yeah. insecurity instead of welcoming people it's like oh hey man let's uh you know let's oh you're working on your shoulders or you're working on this like oh yeah. these exercises really work well for me pull people in you know what yeah. I mean? create a community like support, like, support, support like, one another right. i mean we all right. thrive like, when we support like uh I remember a few times uh, walking through the gym and, and personally I've done this, I'm guilty of doing it and seeing, you know, somebody smaller than myself um, lifting way less weight. And in my mind, yeah. I'm like, up oh, weak, weakling. We'll That's a weakling we'll right see. there. Yeah. Watch out. Hey, <laughs> I know. Our, our, our EA is going to come on. But, and oh, I'm just you saying, down, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the kind of, but instead, and now I try to do this is I, if I'm in the gym and I see someone and they're working out, they're bettering themselves wherever they are. They're bettering right. themselves. And I just celebrate that and be compassionate and be like, you know what? Right on. Good job. Right. Uh, wherever right. they are. Um, so that's that's a reframing that we need to do personally in the gym, 
mm-hmm. on whatever side you are. So whether yeah. that's you, the one like walking around and, and seeing someone lifting less than you and rather than being like, oh, well, they're lifting less than me, celebrate them for being there. Or the flip exactly. side, if you are the one that's on the bench press and you're lifting less than everyone else, don't compare yourself to, to them. Compare yourself to you the week before and and yeah. celebrate that fact that you are there bettering yourself. You're not there to be exactly. the, the bodybuilder. You're not there to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not there to be the, the fitness model. You're there to better yourself and get yeah. healthier uh, for for the right reasons. So the celebrate only, that. The only way it's gonna, anything's going to change is by showing up first. Yep. It's the only way you're going to get, you know, have those muscles or whatever, like, or, or just anything's going to change. It's just, just to show up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, that's all, that's the biggest, what, 90% of success. And that should be 90% of your celebration, just right. getting there, you know, just yeah. getting there, having the will and, 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 and the, or the, the wisdom and, you know, the ability to get yourself there is, is huge. So yes. celebrate just that. And then, and yeah, then, you know, 100%. Work hard, you know, if you want, if you, you know, you know, and do the work and do the work and, and disciplinely. And, and I mean, the gym really helps me, John, especially when I do things that are really hard at the gym. I'm doing this treadmill, the Remy Adelaide. I did it this yeah. morning, last two days yeah. in a row, man. Oh, 15%, 15% incline. I'm at like 3.7, 3.6, 3.8 an hour, 20, 21 minutes. Oh my, it crushes me, but I see my mind. It's like a meditation in itself. Yeah. I get to, but you're, you know, doing like, it the, you're doing it for the right reason because it helps all you the to right like push past your mental limits. You're not exactly. doing it because I would be like, oh, well, I want to, I want to be lean and mean. And if it is that, you're not obsessed with it, right? No, it's no, okay, no, no. It's okay to, to it's want to. It's a byproduct. That, that's better, a bad better, byproduct. That's, yeah. It's okay to want to better yourself, but don't become yeah. obsessed with it. And that's, again, right. what this whole show is about is because yeah. the, the difference between obsession and knowledge. Uh, so, um, yeah. Coming back to kind of preventing it, uh, yep. again, the onus is on us as adults and helping to prevent it a young, mm. uh, amongst our youth um, is, is really sitting down and having the heart-to-heart conversation is like maybe they're teenagers and they're starting again at social media. You're like, hey, you see this mm. right here? This right here is not real. This right no. here is, is Photoshop, right? No. Or this right here is someone who works out obsessively and they're right. they're on. This is what they do for a living. <laughs> this is not real, big This is not realistic, <laughs> right? This yeah, is not. Yeah. Don't don't set your expectations here because this is not where you're going to get because it's not healthy. Um, and and then show them what what healthy looks like um, by modeling mm-hmm. that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a big piece of it. Is the onus is really on us as adults is to change yeah. the language we use and then change how and help to change our kids' perception and help them to be more critical of what it is they're seeing in social media, on movies, uh, magazines, everywhere else, and really show them what true beauty is. It's not just ex- external beauty. We've got beauty on the outside, but there's so much beauty on the inside that we're missing out. Absolutely. That's all we focus on. I think anybody in a leadership role, whether it's a coach, whether it's a teacher, yeah. whether whether you're in an office, like you can create an environment. You can create a positive, healthy environment You know uh, that that like just affirms everyone's life, you know, that, that we're living, we, we all have the same needs and the way that we uh, attain more of those needs is, is, is by being kind, being loving, yeah. being, but that's going to take work of being kinder to yourself. And that's so we come back to the practice, like, you know, <laughs> meditate, 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 meditate. Maybe what's going to help you lead to meditation is, is just by getting a little healthier in your body in some ways, go for a walk, you know, like, right. You know, all of these things have just shown to 
you know, enhance our brain chemistry. So we have a more positive outlook on, and a feeling, you know, uh, about ourselves. And, and therefore we're able to take like a more positive step forward. Right. Um, or maybe just don't do the negative stuff. Don't take a step in the, in the, in the, in the direction that hasn't been serving you or keeps you locked in your mind in some ways that, that isn't producing positive, um, feelings and isn't producing positive results. Right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so now those, those are ways to prevent it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, further upstream, keeping, keeping people from getting, getting yeah. to this point. But once they are to this point, let's talk about ways to treat this. And, yeah. uh, and I'm love that you highlighted this in the notes. Yeah. We are not medical professionals. We are just two guys talking about this stuff and mm-hmm. we're, we are reporting on the research that we have done, um, with our, with our health, uh, with our helpful friend, Google. So yeah. if, if you want uh, to truly know what is, it is that you are challenged with, we definitely want you to go and see your doctor, your clinician and seek out professional diagnosis on this mm-hmm. and then professional treatment. That said, mm-hmm. we do have some things that we have found, uh, through again, through the, the interwebs, uh, that we want to make sure that we, report to you and you can talk to your professional about this. Yeah. Um, so over to you, Will, if you want to yeah. go through a couple of these. Yeah, for sure. So in, I, again, there, this is, there's, there's not a ton of, you know, there is information out there for sure. And, um, and there hasn't been for men, there hasn't been a lot of, uh, you know, there's not a lot of data out there for what does work or what doesn't work. But uh, so first, you know, is uh, correct diagnosis of, of uh, a BDD, so body dysmorphia, um, uh, uh this disorder. disorder, right? Uh, so, you know, sufficient, you know, so, uh, physicians can usually diagnose, uh, this in men by asking a few basic questions. These questions are designed to, you know, determine if a man is, is concerned about a perceived flaw, perceived keyword flaw in yep. his appearance, whether the flaw is small, imagined, or more significant, or whether or not the concern uh, causes a significant amount of distress, or whether or not that concern interferes with an, an aspect of their lives. Okay. So, so yeah, again, uh, interference, know, Hey, what, what is that interference? It could be not going out for that promotion. It may not, it may right, be there not, you go. Promo- uh, oh. Yeah. Like seeking out a, a relationship, friendship, uh, romantic relationship. You? Yeah. What is, is it limiting you? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's very huge, right? So I mean, so just, so, I mean, so if this episode is kind of like, oh wait, wait, maybe I gotta go talk to a professional, you know, yeah. get those questions asked and 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 see where you are. Uh, next is uh, you know um, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, have shown to be promising. So. Uh, so maybe that's uh, a course of action. Cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy has also uh, been effective in treating uh, BDD. Uh, for this disorder, the therapy is designed to help patients develop positive opinions of their physical appearance, as well as quelling any negative behaviors caused by their skewed perception. Again, how many mm-hmm. times we come back to, you know, it also helps patients to face their fears and you know, uh, so there's, there's definitely something, there is behavioral therapy out there. Um, that can help you with this as well. You know, I just have some suggestions here. I already mentioned a couple, you know, meditation, you know, uh, stop doing and, and stop doing and reading and absorbing things that, uh, that feed this obsession. Okay. Right. You know, shut out social media, you know, maybe psychedelics would help John. Again, I'm not a medical yeah. professional, but like they've been shown a very, very, you know, have a very, very positive effect on so many of the psychological disorders that, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has been, 
you know, battling for years. Uh, they've been they've been shown in many, and we're going to see a lot of research coming out over the next, you know, several years of how it's like, wow, um, how this stuff really and it because it's not just it uh, it doesn't just help and and change your brain chemistry with their finding, but it like what it, in higher doses in my experience with psychedelics, it gives you that opportunity to self reflect in a positive way, in a kind way that you can really see who you are at your core, which is loving, kind being. Right. Yeah. But then, it, you know, it shows me like what, what is getting in the way of me being that loving and kind being to myself. Um, and maybe that's something that can maybe an experience like that. Cause it was interesting about those psychedelic experiences, John, you can have this massive epiphany this massive, massive awakening, this massive, massive love that you can feel for Rewiring, yourself. Rewiring, man. Rewiring, exactly. Right. Yeah. But the rewiring really starts after the yeah. psychedelic stuff. You can have, but if you don't do anything and you just be like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that was a lot of fun. And then you're going to go <laughs> likely, like a very, very high likelihood that you're going to go back to the right same back. way after just a few weeks of doing the same thing and thinking and feeling and being the same way. But just yeah. with like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. So, you know, if you're going to take that opportunity, take several weeks afterwards and, and get yourself into some sort of you know, integration the program integration. or, you know, or, 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 you know, something that's going to, help you sort through the experience right but also help you to take act active steps in beginning right. to 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 be more of that self that you probably will be shown it's amazing it goes right to the truth of who you are in my experience right. so right, uh, so man. those are just some ways that can definitely help um if, if you are kind of you know stuck with with any one of the things that we had talked about here that can help you kind of pull yourself out. And maybe it's just going to take a couple of times listening to this episode again yeah. and again. And one another thing I'll also say, John, is if you're around a bunch of shitty people that, uh, you know, that are very judgmental and always picking you apart and always picking apart other people, then I would trade up your friends too. I'm glad, I'm glad you hit on that last part right mm -hmm. there, picking, picking on other people, right? Like, Sure, it's easy to not want to be around a group that's going to criticize you, right? If you if you come in a group and they're like, "Oh, you're fat, uh, you're not muscular enough," sure, we don't want to surround ourselves with those people. But if yeah. you're around a group that's also pointing at other people and they're like, "Oh, look at that fatty," or "Look yeah. at that, look at that weenie," you know, how scrawny um, they then, are, or yeah. Something. Then then now now they are also feeding your perception of what perfect looks like or should look like, right? Um, so right. you show I, I me your friends. Day. Yeah, yeah, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. That's right? right. And what kind of future do you want? And if your friends aren't matching that future, fucking get rid of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, hey, love to all, but if they're not helping you and, and putting positivity in 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 the in the world, in their own lives and, and into your life, then I would really question those relationships. Yeah. And you know, if so. if they are talking negatively about others, they're, chances are they're yeah. talking negatively about you behind your back. So Yeah, it's a great point. Cut too. them out, man. Cut them out. Yeah, uh, I, I love them, love them and cut them out. But love, you know, love them. Yeah, love you know them what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, they, they, you know, that's just that all that picking apart other people. And you, you touched on it, John, earlier. It's like, that's just their insecurities talking. Yeah. That's just their insecurities manifesting and, 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 and spinning or like kind of they're speaking it to their own ugliness that they feel mm. for themselves. Because if they're able to pick sure. apart other people so easily, right, how are they picking them part, part of themselves? Yeah. you know, uh, on a yeah. continual basis. So it's all like, it's just outward reflection of, of what's going on on the inside anyway. So, right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man. Great, John. 
we've we've definitely come a long way in this journey uh it's been Thank difficult you. but also freeing like you said and i'm so thankful that mm. we did this this episode and and hopefully those, for those listening you know we'd love to we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear yeah. what your challenges are whether it's right here in the live comments or whether it's later on on youtube or on our uh you know our, our facebook or linkedin uh wherever the case may be let us know the challenges that you have faced in this area um, mm. and, and maybe we can point you towards resources that can be helpful, uh, point mm. you towards people that can be helpful, uh, point you towards meditation, journaling that can be helpful. Um, if yeah. you don't want to, if you don't want to put that in the comments, obviously we're not going <laughs> to force that upon you guys. Uh, but if you want to feel free to share that with us, uh, cause yeah. we want to be the resource to help positive change. Um, mm. that said, will, Thank unless you. there's anything else that you want to cover, I'm going to delve right or jump right into that closing practice. No, you know, I just, Hey, uh, uh, just, we have a retreat coming up May yep. 18th to the 21st. I'm so stoked for that. We're also going to be in Durango though, too. So we have two retreats next year, East yeah. coast and in, in West coast, I guess, Colorado's West coast or West, Wester. more West of where I Wester. am for sure. <laughs> Wester of me. Uh, yeah. So, the, I mean, so yeah, you know, maybe. But we'll be announcing all those very shortly and getting them up on our website. And you can really do a great, wonderful immersion with us, you know, and, and be around a lot of positive people. You know, we yeah. really create a wonderful, positive environment. Myself, John, uh, Dr. Teresa Larson, um, and anybody that, you know, that works with us. And you know, we make sure we vet them to, <laughs> to, to just be good, positive people. You know, right. and we all have stuff to work on too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think and, we're good, John. I don't have anything yeah. else to really to say, and, well, and uh, but I know, really normally, want to thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Normally, uh, I, I say or we say something to this effect after the final meditation, but I'm guessing that sometimes after the final meditation, people would hit stop and don't don't listen to this very last bit. Hey, for our audience, thank you for joining us here today, and we sincerely mm. appreciate you you tuning in. And if you got something out of this episode, please share it with your friends, your family, your colleagues, whoever you feel could benefit. Please give us a review, subscribe to the podcast and get access to exclusive content that we're putting together. And the, the mm -hmm. link will be in the show notes and follow us on YouTube. As Will mentioned, you just go on YouTube and type in at men talking mindfulness. That's us subscribe, hit that little bell, and that will help you to be notified of new content as it comes out. Boom, got that out of the way. Now let's get into yeah. this final meditation, man. You got it, man. Let's do the five breaths. It's your yeah. time. Your, your, yeah, your that's, call, uh, John, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, you know what? In in light of, and this is kind of a spur of the moment thing, in light of the conversation we've had, I'm just going to guide something that's based around breath, but also Excellent. focus on our positive mantras, our positive stories that we're going to tell ourselves. So let's do an I am meditation. All right. So let's bring your attention to the here and now, the space and time that you are filling, that you are feeling. Noticing your breath, the physical side, the physical attributes of your breath. Your breath is with you always. We often forget but it is with us always focus on that for a few seconds, paying attention to the rise and fall of your diaphragm with each breath in and each breath out. 
And now take a second to think about the last time you saw yourself or thought about yourself and think about your thoughts, the metacognition, thinking about your thoughts, being aware of your thoughts and the emotions that are driven by those thoughts. And without any judgment, note those thoughts. Note what was true and what was not. Again, even without judgment for the, the thoughts that were not true, don't feel the need to judge it. Just be aware of the fact that it was not true. We often view ourselves through a lens that causes distortion. Being aware of that, being aware that we see ourselves through this distorting lens, we can change the way that we see ourselves, that we perceive ourselves, that we present ourselves in this world and in this universe. You are good enough. You are better than you think you are. Love yourself outside and in as that is where this all starts. Self-love outside and in. Start to think about the way you think about yourself and give yourself more self-love. And with that, we will close with two deep cleansing breaths. Begin by breathing out as much air as you can, emptying your lungs, bringing your belly to your spine, holding empty, deep breath in, down into the belly, in through your nose, filling all the way up, Holding at the top and release. <sighs> empty, empty, empty. Holding empty at the bottom. Last one together. Deep breath in. In through your nose. Filling up, filling up. Holding at the top and now letting it go. <sighs> and start to bring some movement back into your body. Rolling your shoulders, your beautiful shoulders, rolling your neck, your beautiful neck, and releasing. And thank you all so much. Thank you, Will. What an awesome conversation. Thank you for being so raw and <laughs> just honest about this. This was uh, fantastic. I got a lot out of it. I feel better for it. So thank you for sharing that uh, with me. And uh, thank you again to our audience who tuned in today. Will, I'll let you wrap it up, brother. Uh, but thank you, John. Uh, and I think it's uh, thank you because I, I got to say it's 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 uh, it's a hell of a lot easier 
to have this conversation with a brother like you who's willing to go there and uh, and put it out there and not be afraid because they're like you know we're we have we're united in this mission and uh, this is just a, a little manifestation of that of our friendship of what we're trying to do how we're trying to help all people and men out there and um yeah so thank you john i have nothing more to say i think we all said it during the episode and all right. uh, i just want to thank the audience out there thank you thank you thank you for listening and if you have you know maybe share 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 this with your friends share this with the people out there that that you know that that you know that, that might need this kind of information that's so, right that's awesome, right awesome brother all uh, right until next time a, everyone have a great friday have a great friday happy peace. veterans day to our veterans have a yeah. great weekend we love you yeah. all yeah peace peace, peace. joining us today we hope you walk away with some new tools and insights to guide you on your life journey New episodes are being published every week, so please join us again for some meaningful discussion. For more information, please check out mentalkingmindfulness.com.